the Rusty Frog website crashed my computer. Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where ever since Beyonce released Don't Break My Soul, the world has taken it as a challenge. Before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by doTERRA. doTERRA's Deep Blue Stick provides targeted, natural, and reliable relief without synthetic ingredients. Learn more at doTERRA.com slash spinsters. I'm Jordan. Haley's here. Sierra's here. Harry's here. Whole crew's here. And today we have guest Mike Golick Jr., host of the football podcast Gojo, and an overall great human. Yeah, and a very pleasant guest who was able to string two words together on a lot of unpleasant topics that we talked about today. Um, when I failed to, of course, you know Jordan did, um, my better half. And before we really get into it, just speaking of things that are like difficult for me to talk about, but I want to talk about anyway, um, really quickly, last week, Eastern Kentucky was underwater. Um it experienced the most devastating flood that the state has seen in decades and decades. And in the recent days, I can't tell you how upsetting it's been to see it not be on the national news anymore. My aunt and uncle are big, like at six o'clock every day, we watch the local news, local news, and then we watch a slot of national news before we get to Family Feud and Jeopardy. And so I know what is on the local news and what's consuming it, which is, of course, these floods. And then it's just kind of disappeared off the national news. Um, these people have lost their childhood homes. They've lost their lifelong savings. They've lost things that they've accumulated through decades and generations. Um, the wreckage is catastrophic and life-altering and I think um why it scares me so much to not see it on the national news is because we know how the U.S. responds to natural disasters by now and kind of the lack of um real relief system that's in place um and then also when it is in place it's short term and um in some cases even like look at what's happened after Katrina has been revealed to have actually preyed on the people who were most affected. So I just want to say um, in Eastern Kentucky, first of all, shout out to all the people who took it upon themselves, just people in the community to run the relief systems there. It was days before any kind of National Guard showed up, even the local Kentucky one. Um, and people felt like they were totally stranded and there was no way to talk to each other. Um, I've heard accounts of only certain cell services worked, and so people couldn't even get in contact with their family if their family was still alive. Um, and the, the, it's just been a massive local organizing group uh, in the community to help each other, but they definitely need help. Um, and not to go on forever about it, but I just think it's a little bit symbolic of the community itself. Because these are communities that have been preyed on for years and years and years. And there have been tons of rich people who have come in and say, I'm going to make a career off of your land um, and make it into a mining community and exploit 
your bodies and then when it's no longer profitable for me, I'm going to leave. And of course, the thing about that is that when you do strip mining and mountaintop removal, what does it make the land more susceptible to mass flooding? And Jordan and I were talking about this on the phone a couple of days ago. These communities are built between mountains because they're in Appalachia. So you are literally naturally, but also because of mining set up to flood. Um, so whatever you're doing right now, uh, if you're sitting on a chair eating or you're doing your dishes or you're driving your car or however you're listening to this, just know that people in Eastern Kentucky do not have that option at the moment. A lot of people do not have their cars, their chairs, their tables, their cleaning supplies, their anything. So with all of that being said, um, please help the thousands of people who are without water, without supplies, without anything. Um, you can donate to EKY Mutual Aid on Cash App. That is EKY Mutual Aid on PayPal. That is paypal.me slash EKY Mutual Aid. Wish your team could find some next level talent. When your business needs someone with the right skills fast, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job posts at Indeed.com slash spinsters. Offer good for a limited time. Bullshit. Should we start? (laughs) (laughs) We're all just like bracing for impact. Just, I know <laughs> we are. God. Um, just an extremely, you know, down week in a in a series of uh, down years. I would say, um, maybe not going to be our happiest show today, but we're going to vent. We would love for you to vent with us. Um, and just, you know, pause to scream, whatever. Um, okay, so we're going to start off with uh, our breaking news today, which is that Brittany Griner was sentenced to nine years in prison in Russia. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read the Reuters write-up. Reuters? Okay, yep. Um, there's an argument for it to be routers. I'm just going to... But we can. okay. (laughs) a Russian court sentenced U.S. basketball star Brittany Griner to nine years in prison on Thursday after finding her guilty of deliberately bringing cannabis infused vape cartridges into Russia, a ruling that Joe Biden called unacceptable. Griner Griner was arrested mid-February and her case threw the Texan athlete into the geopolitical that's a word. I don't know. Um, Triggers when President Vladimir Putin sent troops into Ukraine. Okay. Let me see if there's anything else that is. Griner's sentencing could now pave the way for a U.S.-Russia prisoner swap that would include the 31-year-old athlete and an imprisoned Russian who was once a prolific arms dealer. The last we heard about the prison swap or about the prisoner swap was essentially that Russia thought it was ridiculous that the U.S. was trying to package two for one and that that was unacceptable. Um, Previous to... Griner being sentenced like the morning the news this morning before this update came this afternoon was that um Russian political figures and and their figures of the court were thinking that it was 
making a mockery out of Russian law that like this was even being considered and anything under nine and a half years would be brought down. For us, obviously, that's very different. This is like the most extreme ruling that feels so pointed. Um, So, Jordan, we were talking about this when you hopped on. How are you feeling? Yeah, I I feel really heartbroken. I think this whole situation, of course, has been terrible and not ideal for Brittany Griner. But, you know, seeing that video of her in these closing statements just pleading for her life, it feels like. Um, her breaking down in tears, saying that she did not have criminal intent and... Just hearing her say that and just knowing Brittany Griner as a person and how kind and nice she is and how giving she is and for her to be like, I'm not a criminal, I beg you. It's like, we know that. Um, but just zooming out and seeing where she is and that she's behind bars and that microphone and cameras are all in her face and um, thinking about her wife hearing this news as we're all hearing it on Twitter it just broke my heart. And I, I think this whole time I have been really positive and hopeful and like, you know, we're just going, going through everything. And then, you know, it's going to be great at the end of it. Um, but right now I'm, I'm not feeling too hopeful. And that's what, what makes me really sad. I think with that too, it's, sort of the difficult part of wrapping our arms around this. And I heard you guys talk about this when you have the intersection of like sports communities and political communities all coming together to try and, you know, digest and disseminate this information. There's part of it. And I said at the beginning, like you got to like make it deeply personal because again, while a lot of people are, you know, going to parachute in on this story or come in looking for updates, this is a human being who's Mm. dealing with the scariest possible outcome that most of us can think of, even in normal times, let alone in a country that's in the middle of wartime over there. And then to think about it from the perspective of her family or teammates, everyone involved, like it's terrifying. I've had, again, this morning, people in my life that are not people who are general sports fans or anything just texting me like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And it's probably a good jolt for anyone who's been coming at it from that vantage point. Like this this is real. As much as we continue to think that this will spur on action for that potential prisoner swap or anything like that, there's a reality and a gravity to the situation that should be present at all mm-hmm. times. And a morning like today just really enforces that. Yeah, totally. Because as we're recording this, we're talking about it. We see the news. We read the news. Everybody's doing all that. All of these hours, minutes, whatever that we're taking to do that, she's there Mm -hmm. alone. And so that's really the thing that we need to keep thinking about. And if you're listening to this, I'm guessing that you're not participating in this kind of thing on Twitter. But I, I just am amazed that I'm still seeing people be like, well, she should have known better. Well, da da da. If the thing is like <laughs> something that harmless, even if you are guilty, right? Even if you she brought it in on purpose and with the intent to use it, whatever, having this punishment for that and you saying, well, she deserves it because she should have known better. That's, 
I just don't know how anyone can possibly put those two together. Like you just have a, an enjoyment for other people being mm-hmm. put in a place that they don't deserve to be. That kind of thing really confuses me um, and has led to many a block. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I don't. The comment sections, I was also going through them when the reports are coming out and I was just like I, I my phone was glitching I was trying to get out of there so fast because mm-hmm. they don't make sense they started talking about why she was even over there in the first place um and it makes me angry because this is empathy like you have to have empathy for someone who is pleading for their life behind bars like that is number one um a lot of twitter trolls don't have that um breaking news that's the real breaking news (laughs) today (laughs) yeah it's amazing how often people seem to come online looking for their merit badge or their pat on the head from authority like we see this pop up in a way different sense when it comes to any sort of like in like normal sports fodder and like any sort of negotiation between players and owners where people are more than willing to hop on the ownership side and like at least there you can couch it in like they technically represent the team when it comes to stuff like this you're right like how can anyone not put themselves in that setting where you're packing in haste for a trip and something pops up like that? And you look and can't say, well, clearly this rule is foobar. Why are we punishing? We've already you know, reckoned with this as a country and seen it up close and personal for a long time. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. the, the portion of Twitter and the portion of bad faith people that come looking for some sort of validation. Like, look at me. Look at how well I can follow the rules and you're bad for not following them like me. Let me uh, show off my superiority is kind of wild. Yeah, fucking op. Like, what are you talking? What are you even talking about? And if anything, shouldn't we know in the U.S. that, like you just said, just because it's a rule doesn't mean it's right, and just because it's a rule doesn't mean getting punished for it is right. And especially in this case, I mean, I just honestly feel like flustered about the entire thing. Like everything we're talking about today, I feel so flustered about. Later, I'm going to talk about Eastern Kentucky and the floods. And like, I had to write down my feelings because almost everything we're talking about today, I'm just like, I literally could cry. (laughs) Like there's so many things that, again, I'm flustered. I guess all I'm just trying to say is please have empathy for her. Mm -hmm. And I'm extending that to you know, the highest people in the U.S. who hopefully will make something happen sooner than later because waiting to see how much you can get back or whatever or how little you have to give away, whatever, just bring her home. Yeah. 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 We can we can acknowledge it's a complicated situation while still looking at a human mm-hmm. being in the middle and say, man, like, it doesn't cost you anything to want good for another human being who's in a perilous mm-hmm. situation. You know, that, that that can be a baseline we all operate at and acknowledge that, man, there's a lot of complicated inner you know, geopolitical words I don't understand that go into this. Like, man, be a human being, look at another human being, feel terrible about an objectively awful situation. Good Lord. Yeah, 100%. And the other thing is like that just because you reminded me of it then when people are like, well, she should have known better going into Russia. You could say the same thing about a lot of places in the United States where it's like, you don't say that, but we know that. You know what I mean? Like someone from another country could just as easily say, well, they should have known better doing that in the U.S. Like because things can be extremely like escalated fast here as well. So the entire thing is very much like I'm sitting in my chair and looking from afar and like you said, yep. Mike, being the 
most morally correct like narc possible so let's move on to something um also terrible <laughs> which i'm really glad that you Smooth came on transition <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that you're on today, Mike, because um, you are extra familiar with this because you cover football so closely. And um, again, like this makes me extremely emotional. I, You and I were DMing actually not that long ago. And I told you that I felt like the Deshaun Watson stuff um, like broke my presence online, like kind of broke me to a degree that I didn't know that I could and made mm -hmm. me just absolutely not want to be on Twitter, which is not unrealistic for what I do for a career. I, if I'm not, then I, it's not as marketable to hire me and all of those kinds of things. And um, But I've never wanted to be on less than when the Deshaun Watson um, cases began, news began. And of course, that was a while ago because of the response that I saw. And this is a through line, honestly, from the BG stuff, because mm -hmm. seeing how the case itself is bad enough cases in Watson's case. Um, but then to see the response and kind of just the like thoughtlessness and the complete lack of sense um, is really hard. So I guess the, the most recent update that I'm aware of um the initial punishment from disciplinary officer Sue L. Robinson's ruling um, on Monday was a six-week suspension for Deshaun Watson, and the NFL is appealing. Um, if you're not familiar with the case, it's over 30 women? So there was essentially over, uh, I think, 15-month period, Deshaun Watson uh, made use of upwards of 50 different massage therapists. Uh, there ended up being 24 civil lawsuits against Deshaun Watson. Uh, there were criminal charges that were brought but later dismissed. And then 23 of the 24 civil suits have been settled at the time of this. The NFL's report in and of itself, and this is kind of new in NFL circles, what they did in, in going about levying this punishment. You had normally Roger Goodell, the commissioner, was judge, jury, and executioner, for lack of a better term. He was the one who mm -hmm. handed down and decided every decision. And now you've got the league and the players who in 2020 came together and were like, this is too much power. This is an area where the NFL has constantly managed to fumble the bag. We need a different system. And so they decided to create a system where a third party, in this case, former Judge Sue Robinson, would come in and would overview the case would be, you know, given materials and things to look at from the NFL and from everyone involved and would hand down a ruling. And that was where we got. We're at the point now where everyone's also learning there was sort of a ripcord clause in this, which is the NFL has the option to appeal. And in that appeal, Roger Goodell gets to decide who hears the appeal. It can be him. It sounds like based on reports, someone else will do it, but it's going to be someone handpicked by a commissioner for a league who wanted an indefinite suspension for about a year. So that's, I think, where this is ultimately going to go. But you're right in that the most disappointing part has been the response in a lot of ends. I like seeing Cleveland Browns training camp where Deshaun Watson is out at a fence being mm. mobbed for autographs, where you hear adults yelling, Watson, we've got your back. Like, that's the part that's that's maddening to me because I understand sports is this weird 
at times terrible place where we forgive a lot of sins in the name of production on the field for a team that we've got a rooting interest that's tied to identity and all of the tribalism that goes into that. Like sports psychology is like a, a, a weird, fascinating place, but that's a, a really ugly part of it that we see all the time. Mm-hmm. But man, with how much this has been covered and the severity of the allegations, like there's no excuse for not knowing, there's no burying your head in the sand. The last year has been a steady stream of news about this. To be an adult out there offering that up of your own free will in public, like I said this the other day, I hope at some point you got to explain that to someone you love and get called to the Mm. mat on that because it's insane. I understand being a fan of a team, but that doesn't mean you have to celebrate this, especially right now. We're going to see people, unfortunately, the next time he steps on the field, lapse back into that once he throws a few touchdowns because that's the shitty reality. I don't know if I can curse on this, sorry, but um, that's the reality of, of, of unfortunately how this works. But that I was just like, man, like, really? Right now, you got to be out here celebrating this like it's a victory for anyone involved. I, 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 the Browns have been disappointing, the fans and, and that section of them. And I know it's a conflicted fan base, and I'm sorry this is kind of a rambling answer, but it, it's just no, go, that go part on. of it's been mad, maddening. Man, it's just it's that part of it. I, you know, I'm used to I'm used to I'm used to it, and I, I should expect this because this is how you know fan bases and organizations tend to operate in situations like this when they're in way over their head but it's still just like man come on yeah especially like the nfl too like can we expect more like sometimes at some point we're just like setting ourselves up for for that and i i love what you said too because the people that are celebrating now at training camp if they're not doing it now if he scores one touchdown if they get one win in the preseason everyone is going to forget about all of this and have buy his jersey and everything like that and it just makes me sick to my stomach um and i have been kind of out on this i have just not i've chosen to not dive deep in it so that was a perfect rehash <clears throat> of everything. And my question is, when they brought in this judge mm-hmm. to kind of be the overseer. So I think that confused me, too, just reading this. It wasn't in court. She was no. just hired by the NFL to kind of be this. this uh, A mediator. Yeah, yeah a mediator between. Yeah. It. Okay. Okay. Yep. And and Got it. the the wild part with that is so she was brought in to be that and the burden of the proof wild part they, is she she yes. <laughs> yeah. well and there's especially a part that's that's troubling when you consider that too and it should be for anyone but especially with that in mind so the burden they operated under here was the burden of proof that would be necessary in something like civil court where it's mm. a preponderance of evidence was the phrase used over and over. It's a 16-page document of Sue Robinson's findings. You can find it on ESPN.com for anyone that's interested. And I you know, encourage people, as tough as this is, to read it. Because what you see in there is a couple things that jump out. And I've talked with you know Mina Kimes and a number of other people about this who are a lot smarter than me that have pointed out some of this stuff. But you look in there and... The NFL and everything they accused Deshaun Watson of and everything they were looking for in this investigation, Sue Robinson basically says, yes, based on the burden of proof we had to operate here, which is different from criminal court, different from actual civil court, but more closely resembles that, they met it. They proved that assault happened in these situations. And what Sue Robinson fell back on was 
the idea of precedent that in the NFL after the Ray Rice uh, uh, domestic violence instance back uh, back when that first started the beginning of Goodell's tenure, they changed the rules about suspension for violent offenses, for domestic violence, for anything associated with that to a minimum of six games. And her point was this was nonviolent sexual assault. And as many people have pointed out, framing it like that when any sort of unwanted touching or unwanted sexual advances based on any number of definitions you can find for violent sexual assault or even differentiating between the two it is wild and then especially considering the source so that was i think a huge point of contention for a lot of people is what what is non-violent sexual assault when mm. the document lays out this was unwanted touching from Deshaun Watson in all in the cases in the four that they reviewed for this because this wasn't all this wasn't all 24 it was four cases they reviewed for this and so that ended up being the crux of it in a way that was mind-blowing and confusing for so many of us reading i mean it's just Hmm. a such a like barbaric antiquated way of looking at the word violence Mm -hmm. because on one hand like what they're saying is hitting punching slapping like you know they're thinking of the the rape that we always hear about as kids where it's like, don't go in an alleyway by yourself and somebody is physically like beating you. That's what's in their mind. And they can't transfer that over to think that violence is someone committing an act against you that you don't want. When the real Mm -hmm. definition of violence is a far wider umbrella, it includes, of course, what I referenced first and second, but it's also like people doing things that affect you negatively, harmfully, everything like violence is not just physical so the Mm -hmm. fact that she's and this is physical it's not that much of a reach it's not a reach at all for her to say that this was violence he literally Mm. i mean it was physical contact so that was mind-blowing for me non-violent sexual conduct sounds just like consent She's making it sound like, like consent. Yeah, exactly. Like if you look at that phrase and you ask someone who, who has no knowledge of this case, whatever, to say, what do you think this means? They would say, I think that someone's just like having sex and they're both OK with it. Um, the other thing is that uh, also in that 16 page document, like you said, Mike, was the fact that they said for four of these situations, the four that we're looking at, we're saying, yes, um, it meets our burden of proof. So. essentially what that says is we are admitting that some of what all of these women have said is true and what that also says is even if they're saying that one person saying that he harmed them isn't enough to seriously punish him literally Mm -hmm. if one of these women like were true that should be enough for him to not play until he's rehabilitated, like proven mm. rehabilitation. So that's also frustrating because they're saying like, yeah, four. How does four equal six games? What's the math on that? Yeah, I'm not there good at math, mo- but that's not right. That's that's not right. Yeah, that's no. a fraction. And <laughs> when you consider all of the women too, not just the ones they considered, that is more cases than games. And at at some point with the NFL, I mean, technicalities are cool in court, right? We have to do that. We're built on that. I get it as a country. But how can you say you're not a court of law? You can look at all of these cases he settled and say, well, shit, why would he have settled? 
I don't know how they're acting so there's the, the technicality behind it. It's a fucking sport. You're operating a stupid fucking sport. It's not a court of law. So the fact that they're being so technical and this is Sue Robinson's first case. So maybe she's like, I need to keep the players happy with me. You need to go re-examine what the fuck you're doing and your morals. You are fucking selling out like a woman did this. Mm. Every step of this is so vile. So now the the reaction, you're right, uh, Mike. I think the, the other takeaway is like all of the various reactions, right? Sue Robinson's reaction. Um, fans' reactions, what we see on Twitter. I saw this completely disgusting thread the other day that was like, what's the worst in response to the Deshaun Watson thing, what's the worst thing an athlete could do and you'd be fine, you'd still want them on their team. And they're talking about like Miles Bridges, like all this, sh- I literally oh. threw up in my mouth. God. Like it caused an involuntary, like I threw up in my mouth. It was the grossest thing I'd ever seen. There's that response. There's the Browns response, which I have right here and I would love to read for you guys. Quote, we respect Judge Robinson's decision and at the same time empathize and understand, no Oxford comma, that there have been many individuals triggered throughout this process. This is from the owners. We know Deshaun is remorseful that this situation has caused much heartache to many and he will continue the work needed to show who he is on and off the field and we will continue to support him. Mike, has he shown any remorse? (laughs) No, and in fact, in the 16-page document we talked about, one of the things that Sue Robinson also said, because again, when uh, breaking it down by the standard she had there, nonviolent sexual assault had at maximum produced a three-game suspension or anything, the closest precedent they had. And she said one of the aggravating factors in why she went to six games was the fact that there has been no remorse from Deshaun Watson. And that is based on then the private investigation that she has conducted and the public statements. Anytime we've heard from Deshaun Watson, there has been him maintaining, I did nothing wrong. I didn't harass anybody. I didn't assault anybody. So with all due respect to the Browns, and uh, in this case, there's really none due, bullshit. (laughs) And this this is the larger point about sports organizations and this in general is... There's no more, like, if there ever was, there never should have been, but there certainly shouldn't be now. Any benefit of the doubt. If you're telling us that someone's doing the work, bullshit, show us. Show us a detailed plan of what this person is actually doing because we get all these second chance people that come out of the woodwork right now and hold their hand up because they're afraid of, you know, some version of this affecting their life and how they'd want to be perceived after. It's, hey, listen, we all love second chances if you're willing to actually show contrition and do the work necessary to be better. And there is mm. usually none of that around when these happen in sports. It's they get inside a new organization, the team throws up some banner plate about how we got a system in place in him and a setup and it's going to make him a better person and we think we can do this, that. Bullshit. You, you think he can be a good football player for you. He plays the most important mm-hmm. position in North American sports and he can help you win games. And so if you're not going to be... like. Like part of me would almost it wouldn't respect, but I'd appreciate honesty more of just saying, hey, this guy's going to win us football games and we're going to get through this bad PR right now to that point, because no one should believe the NFL or the teams Mm -hmm. involved when they say this person is doing all the right things behind the scene and doing the work. No, they're doing all the right things in football meetings. They're probably doing all the right things on practice field. They're probably being a semi decent teammate. Like, I'm sure Deshaun Watson, amongst the players on that team, is, you know, taking all those guys to Cabo or whatever to throw and doing all the things that would make him a good teammate. 
But yeah. none of it has to do with any sort of rehabilitation or any sort of addressing what's at the heart of what went on here. Yeah, and I mean, no, go ahead, Jordan. I, I just had a question just for the next step of that, because as I'm trying, as I'm playing catch up. So the NFL appealing that, is that trying, is that them being like, oh, we're trying to be the good guys. It should be worse. Yes, it, it okay. is. Ab- absolutely. And it's, it's, I said it's a strange position because no one's going to believe that the NFL is the good guy in this, but they yeah. get the, ch- they get they the, get the chance, chance to yeah. look, they get the chance to look like it here. And Got there's it. complications about what happens after this because the NFLPA and Deshaun Watson's camp can sue. And I, I, I have some empathy for the NFLPA because they're always guarding against the small incremental progress they've made in extracting power from ownership and from the league. And this unfortunately is tangent enough to that to where they've got to operate in that way. I mean, we just watched the mm. other day in a very different world. One of the owners in the NFL guilty, you know, basically charged with tampering and accused of potentially tanking, punished a fraction of the amount that we've seen players. So that's kind of what they're always guarding against. But yeah, this is the NFL coming in and saying, hey, we recommended again in writing that this would be an indefinite suspension that would at least keep him out the 2022 regular season and postseason. And they're going to go after that with, like you said, Jordan, the chance to look like the good guy. Got it. Yeah. Which, um, you know, kind of leads us like, what is the right thing? Um, because it's not black or white in a situation like this. And we had um, a great episode that Jessica Luther did for us on how, what do you do after this happens in sports? Um, and I think a lot of it surprised people because a big focus is something we've all talked about, contrition, rehabilitation, all of that. Um, do I want someone to be unemployed and on the street and, um, you know, have a terrible life forever? Or do I want them to be rehabilitated back into society? I want the latter. We're really unfamiliar with how that works in this country because we can't do it successfully. Our prison mm-hmm. systems do not do it successfully. Um in fact, often do the opposite. So it's a it's a murky answer um, that's not satisfactory. And but, however, it is not six weeks. So I hope that the NFL mm-hmm. puts some serious thought, effort, um, and intention on how do we rehabilitate somebody and step one is he has to understand that what he did was wrong and he does not at this point um Mm -hmm. and there's always the conversation of like well you guys just want this guy to be out of football forever what we need is for people who harm other people to understand that what they're doing is harmful and wrong or they will do it again especially if they're paid millions and millions and millions of dollars are popular athletes and have power and influence. I do not understand what anybody thinks six weeks is going to do. Nothing. Yeah. Like you said, he just got not just millions of millions of dollars, the most guaranteed money ever in the history of the NFL. As soon as he was cleared of criminal charges, they said, all right, bet and threw him more money than anyone had ever gotten. So you're right. And, And Jessica and others have done a great job in explaining that because this is also a reminder and Jordan, you brought this up earlier about expecting more from the NFL. 
in a country where already the larger systems fail, expecting our sports leagues to have the ability to do this. Dan Lebitard talks about it all the time. Once the NFL jumped in on the punishment game for crimes committed off the field, they waded into really tough waters because now every time something like this happens, we're going to say, well, you suspended DeAndre Hopkins six games for testing positive for PEDs, and you suspended mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley an entire season for a 48-leg parlay that was never going to hit. And now you're going to do this for compar- like much more heinous actions and accusations. They're always they're always going to let us down because they're wholly unequipped to do what they're trying to do. And so it is the hope that eventually they will put power in the hands of people who understand these systems far better and allow them to do their jobs. The NFL made a rash of hires and positions of power of women that people expected to have an influence on these situations that so far we've yet to really see. And so I'm with you, Haley. I I hope that one day that comes. I would like to be able to be a lot more proud of being a fan of this league in moments like this than I currently am, but it, it makes it it makes it conflicted very often because it's a very, very, very flawed arbiter and a flawed decision maker here. Yeah. Um, and I think the last thing I'll say before we move on is the same as as um, we said with our the first thing we talked about, Brittany Griner. While we're all talking about this, thinking about this, you know, we're able to we have the uh, privilege of being able to think about this from a distance. Um Put yourself in the place of the Browns team massage therapist Mm -hmm. who knows that now it is her job because I think part of Sue Robinson's verdict, right? Yeah, okay, was, okay, no more outside massage therapists. Do you even understand what you just fucking did to this Mm. person? And for all, you know, if he gets traded, can you imagine if you're like, the Ravens massage therapist and you find out he got traded to your team or for that matter, anybody who works in the office who feels like they might be a target of um, assault, harassment, anything from him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are actual people who are actually hurting, actually scared. Think about that next time you reply to a tweet and I hope the NFL thinks about that, but we'll see. They don't seem to think much. Um, okay, our next uh, horrible topic for the day. Um, can we can we take a quick break? Oh, yes. We're going to take a quick break. Um, Everyone catch your breath. Yeah. Take some Molly or something. <laughs> Molly? <laughs> Wish your team could find some next level talent. When your business needs someone with the right skills fast, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is it makes hiring easy, all in one place. For example, the assessments. Indeed helps star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking all the way to coding. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job posts at indeed.com slash spinsters. Offer good for a limited time. 
Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash Spinsters. Indeed.com slash Spinsters. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I love how I feel after a good workout. I feel strong, confident, and motivated. But your girl ain't young anymore. Those sore joints and muscles sometimes weigh me down and keep me from reaching my fitness goals. That's why I use the doTERRA Deep Blue Stick. It provides targeted, natural, and reliable relief without synthetic ingredients. Learn more at doTERRA.com slash Finsters. That's D-O-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash Finsters. All right, we're back. Uh, the next terrible headline is that Paige Beckers will miss her 2022-23 season after tearing her ACL. Mm. Jordan, what? <laughs> I mean, it feels kind of ridiculous to say, what does this mean? It just sucks. Like, ACLs suck. They are so... Terrible. Why are they in our bodies? I don't get it. Um, she was just playing a pickup game. Um, the MRI came back that she tore it, and this is just another injury in her career. Um that we know we all know is gonna be great. I think that's just like we're on a united front there. She's go- <laughs> she is an amazing player. She will have success in the WNBA. She is already gearing up to be the face of the WNBA before she's even in it. So this is just, it's just awful news. Um, You know, thinking of the UConn team for next year, thinking of how she could potentially come out after next season. It's just a lot of things that as a basketball fan, even as Paige Becker fans, but you're just, you don't want to see that for anybody. And especially ACL, it's like the death wish in, in basketball, especially for women. Our ACLs are not as strong. Um, and it's, it's terrible. Just why are they there? <laughs> I don't get it. I, I, I want to go back to the simpler times when we were in like middle school and elementary school, when it's impossible to get hurt because you don't like have fully developed ligaments yet. Like you yeah. can just yeah. fall like a limp noodle and get back up. Like we need to find science. Please get on that because <laughs> having to do basketball seasons without people like Paige Becker sucks. I, it, it is. It's a huge bummer. And the, the thing I was talking about with someone yesterday too, because you know, like you said, she's going to have a long, fruitful career. She's an absolute yeah. star. But it, it does also suck, like, especially in the world of college sports, with, you know, college basketball, there's so much talk, especially on the men's side, of how one and done affects fan relationships with players. And mm-hmm. with Paige, she was such a name right when she stepped on campus that we've all gotten to really know and grow with her. We've watched her become this massive star in the NIL era where she's really been the face of what we always Mm -hmm. said that could look like for women's athletics and especially women's college basketball. And to watch all of that, and you have so many people that have a relationship with Paige Beckers from the outside, but then on the inside, and you guys know this as an athlete, like rehab's a lonely process. 
You, yeah. you are on a completely different schedule than the rest of your team. You're often isolated doing a lot of that. You don't get to be involved in as much of that. And so my mind always goes there. My brother went through a lot of that stuff when we were playing together. I had a lot of friends that did. And like for Paige, who's been such an important part of that team and such a galvanizer since she stepped foot on campus, I I'm sure and I hope that the team will return that favor as she goes through this because she's going to be back. But the road there, especially like you said, Jordan, for something like an ACL, while we know how to do it, it and there's plenty mm -hmm. of people that are recovered it doesn't make the process any easier no absolutely exactly not. yeah and you actually you do hear that all the time from athletes when they'll have it'll be like years after their injury and they'll be talking about it on in somewhere where they feel comfortable sharing they'll be like that is the loneliest you can be and you feel lost and hopefully because mm -hmm. she's on a campus and um, you know college teams are just more intimate by nature hopefully she doesn't feel that but we Love Paige here. Um, she always seems like she's way wiser than her years. She actually, uh, I remember not very long ago, she like asked Biden to do something about Brittany Griner and it like got more attention than, yeah, than a lot of literally people. Literally anything so. else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was on, um, I think, NBA Today and she was, it was an interview all about her and she was like, uh, right before I go, she's really great at that of, she knows the platform that she has um, and using to talk about bigger things than herself. And even through this, you know, she had a long Instagram caption once this news came out and she's still so positive and just like, you know, this is this is my path. I'm rolling with it and I know it's going to be great on the other side. And I think when someone is that positive about it, you can't help but just like, you know, piggyback on that and be like, OK, we're with you. What do we need? What do we need to do? Because we know that this is going to be, you know, a whole season, especially in college when you're just all you're thinking about is next season. OK, I I worked on what I had to do this season, but next season I'm going to shine next season. It's going to be great. And so when you take a whole season out, that has to completely mess with you and and just cancel out a year out of your already limited years in yeah. college and the expectation that's on her to be this at this level after next year and the year after that people are already saying she has to be this type of star so we got your back page we love you you're in our thoughts and we promise we'll have patience when you come back yes because yes. ask the warriors fans on this pod you cannot just expect someone to be Clay Thompson after Clay Thompson hasn't been himself for two years. So yes. we will have patience with you. Um, okay, the next topic, I guess, isn't as sad as the rest. I just think it's sad to me, not because he didn't take them up on it, just because these numbers exist. Um, Tiger Woods turned down somewhere in the ballpark between 700 to 800 million from Live Club Golf. Um, his net worth, I checked just to kind of compare the two, is estimated to be one billion. Um, so one billion plus one plus seven hundred million is yeah, that would almost double it. Right? Okay. There's a lot of zeros. It would be one instead of one zero 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 zero. It'd be one seven zero 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 zero. This is like when I, this is like when an ace comes out of the blackjack table for me. I'm just like, oh, my brain just melts. I have no <laughs> yeah, idea what's I'm happening. like, uh, 
uh, literally me when Walgreens asked me what my birthday is for my <laughs> for, for my fucking medications. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what month was I born? Um, I take that back. He'd actually have one six nine 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 after taxes. Mm. Right, billionaire tax is dollar. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, the fact that they have this money is just like that's scary. But also, it's Tiger, so he's the biggest name that they could possibly get. Um, but it's giving desperate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and the live all the live golfers just tried to sue the PGA because they realized like. If they don't let these dudes play in the majors, you're going to hit a point where most of the... And right now, it's all, like, guys that are kind of washed that are going over there for Mm -hmm. the most part. Like, there's, like, three guys that are pretty solid players on the tour and everyone else, like, sniffed winning a major or won one, like, a decade ago and is willing to take this money to be a name. And they're like, oh, we're not going to be able to get any of the good guys and keep this going if they shut us out here. So, yeah, all of it is very much starting to give desperation by Liv, which is probably good. (laughs) <laughs> it just hit me that Liv is um, gonna have to become like a what do you call it Harry like a mid-level marketing a pyramid scheme mm. because these oh. golfers that they've gotten to commit are gonna have to recruit their friends on Facebook oh my and they're God. gonna have to recruit wow. their friends it's gonna be never ending <laughs> yeah Liv- I, I can yeah. see the DM now hey friend are you looking to to make some extra cash. Are you happy with your current situation? (laughs) (laughs) I have an opportunity for you. Yes. If you join Club Live, you get this stainless steel knife. (laughs) This this pre-sharpened stainless steel uh, uh, butcher. If you add another friend, we'll throw in the the case (laughs) for it. But you have to make sure they sign their life away. Passive income, baby. Add it to the portfolio. (laughs) Oh my god! See how I'm on a beach right now during the week. This could be you. (laughs) This could be you. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. That hey girl. When you know it, it's hey girl in a DM. You know what's about to come. You already know. Hey girl is mid level marketing. Hey girly is we're dating the same man, and I'm about to tell you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Slight difference, but it means all the world. <laughs> Same but different. Same but different. Hey, girly, I know we don't know each other. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but. Oh. but. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. I-, I have learned a lot being on this show, you know, just ex- <laughs> sort of so good at all. This is a new frontier, though, I have to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The hey, girly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it is exactly what Sierra said. It's like, I know we don't know each other, but, and then they I just, just thought you wanna, should know. Yep. Just yep. want to let you know. Um, mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh. So, um, all you golfers out there, expect it. Expect <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> Phil's going to send you a hey, girly. <laughs> <laughs> I love the thought of like one of the, like some PGA golfer listening to this podcast, listening to this very carefully. And then the live golf recruiter messes up and throws a Hey girly in there. And now his head is spinning. He's like, wait a minute. I got to call my girlfriend. What's going on? 
The nuance, yes. Um, oh, have you guys ever had anyone call you girly pop? Yes. Yeah, condescension, yeah. right? Yeah. Really? Yes. Hey, girly pop. Okay, she thinks I'm 12. Yeah, mentally. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I haven't gotten that. Yeah. It was this, it was, I've only gotten it once, but I knew what it was right away. I've never forgotten yeah. about that. Sierra, is it the, similar Yeah, with you? it's yeah. like someone who's not, they they don't think that you're thinking about things. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not expecting you to critically think about girly pop. They're like, hey, girly pop. Yeah. And okay. It's not that they're like 108. And no, right. It's a, it, it, yeah, that's that seems like a prohibition era greeting. How do you how do you do, girly pop? I actually would prefer that. I prefer if it came to me in kind of an old newsy sort the, of style. The, the mid Atlantic news, mid Atlantic mm-hmm. accent, which is the only style we're allowed to read news headlines in back yeah. then. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. was really good. Yeah. Have you heard the reporting, girly pop? Out, mm-hmm. girlies. Okay, trouble, so it's, trouble on the way. Girl is. Mid-level marketing, hey, girly, is my, are we're dating the same man, and hey, girly pop is about suffrage, so mm. I'm glad we ironed that out. <laughs> oh. That is the um, only thing that makes sense. That's the, the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> this is now canon. Yeah. <laughs> we have next on the list, um, this does fit in with the show being a bummer, but in some ways... Um, <laughs> it's hard to think about it more than he has already, which is Aaron yeah. Rodgers' new tattoo. Um, and also, well, newish, you know, it's like a week or two old. Probably took the tape off. And um, his ayahuasca retreat, which is very interesting, I'll say. Just to go back to the um, NFL's rulings uh, not being very consistent. Josh Gordon got 25 games. For weed, right? Which at the time yep. was legal in some states. Aaron Rodgers saying that he did ayahuasca. If you don't know what ayahuasca is, look it up. Honestly, seems fun. Mm-hmm. Um, has DMT in it. And DMT is a banned substance in the U.S. So him saying so openly, knowing he will get this news will spread everywhere. Hey, I did this a very illegal drug that is not on the path to legalization in the U.S. Might be in Oregon. I don't know. But um, I feel like they legalized everything um, in a fun way. Um, Yeah, so that's just another thing that just occurred to me that feels pretty lopsided. Um, Yeah, anyway, ayahuasca is the one where you throw up and then you, like, remember things, childhood trauma, Again, seems pretty tight. Um, and then his tattoo is, it, well, I suggest you look it up unless you're driving. Um, and then I'll describe it. Hang on, let me yeah, it how would you yeah. describe it? Because I, I, I was very, I was very interested because he, like, he came out and did the very much like, hey, it's my first tattoo thing. I'm more than happy to explain every little bit to you. <laughs> but then he also did the very Aaron Rodgers thing of being like, unless you're a student of astrology, you're really not going to understand what I'm telling you. So uh, Haley, I was hoping you could help me because I am not a student of astrology. So I mm-hmm. looked at this tattoo and I was like, these are very nice thin lines. Like they did a that's very good what job. I thought. Yeah, so, that's what I thought. On the left, there's a, the M that has the, squ- the swirly and then it, it's like a nice M. Mm-hmm. Um, that is for Scorpio. So there's a Scorpio. The top one that's like an arrow 
and it's going like this. Oh shit, which is that one? That's uh Sagittarius. That's Sagittarius. Okay, that's Sagittarius. Um, which is Sierra's he sign, would, he right? Is, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And then oh, it makes sense. That. On the right is uh, the waters. That's Aquarius. Yeah, Even Aquarius isn't a water sign, so that's where uh, you get a lot of like Aquarius should be a water sign. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if those. That's his chart. I don't know if I don't know what that represents. Um, but those are the signs, and that's the star extension. I believe is just probably those as well. Um. The eye is an eye ball. <laughs> um, and then he, who among us doesn't have an eye tweeted on them? I'll admit I do have one. Um, I was drunk, but mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> it's not that deep. I'm, no. It's not, I didn't even know about astrology then. It, I just liked how it looked. Um, Normalize none of my doing tattoos that. Have a, none of my tattoos have a purpose. So that's yeah. one thing about me. It's the, um, way it sh- it's the way it should be. Normalize just getting tattoos because they look cool. I agree. My, Hard my, agree. My I'll first tattoo cool. is a is a palm tree. Um, so I do, I wish we could dissect it this much, but it was on a page of options, and I liked it. And I'm from California. That's Actually, as far as it goes. If you think about the episode we have coming out next Tuesday, that is the Max and George episode, and you you talk about you getting that tattoo, which is one of my favorite stories ever. So if you're listening to this, make sure you listen Tuesday because it Ooh. is incredible. Um, the other things on his tattoo where it looks like we've got a, ha- a happy lion. No. Oh, he's mad. A mad lion. He's roaring. And then he's facing a kind Serene. of just like a chill lion who's mm. just like, dude, why are you roaring at me? And um, is mm-hmm. the phrase inside of you there's two lions? I don't think so, is it? No. Wolves. What is the f- wolves? I think it's okay, two so wolves. I think he just kind of got it wrong. He right. maybe forgot. <laughs> it's just a situation where, yeah, in, you know when in, you inside can, every person there's an angry lion and a chill lion, and the one that wins is the one you feed DMT to. <laughs> yes, that's the and, updated one. Then you've got like the Death Star, kind of wrap inside of all outside of all of it and then you've got some shading and the rest of it's just circles um and i like circles so there you go oh no wait it's longer i clicked on a shorter sunset yeah oh wow i just zoomed in okay it's not the death star it's a circle on top of another circle and that's the sunset clearly harry nailed it it's a beach there's the sunset then you've got a little fan which um yeah it all is yeah. kind of, it all is like nice. Like yeah. it looks it looks, looks very, very good. Expensive. It's yeah. a well yeah. executed tattoo. Those lines are gonna look so bad in ten years. Oh. It's gonna look so bad. And I mean he put well, I mean he puts an armband on most every game. I'm like, buddy, you did not think the placement on this through very mm-hmm. much. You're gonna be going back for touch ups in two years. If if oh. it makes it that long. Yeah. <laughs> the tattoo really reminds me of like somebody like a college freshman decorating their dorm room whose mm-hmm. a- aesthetic heart is in the right place where yep. he's yeah. like, I'm going to have three plants and I'm going to have a picture of my mom and dad. And everybody's like, right on. He's like, and I'm going to have Kate Upton. <laughs> and all the and rules of beer pong. 35 <laughs> skull tins. 
in a in a peace <laughs> sign. And it's like, no, 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 you were good with the <laughs> I made a I made a throne out of Bud Light cases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, but he's also no, got no. a really chill tapestry with the yin yang. Yes, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say it has to be a tapestry in there, definitely. Yeah. But it's also like after psych one oh one where you're like whoa my my mind is open i have not thought about this stuff in so long that is i feel like the level he went and got this tattoo at (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) spencer spencer hall tweeted this out and it's so true like with all the work you've got to put in to get to be Aaron Rodgers, the football player, you kind of miss the window where other people are like doing drugs and messing around. And so Aaron's kind of doing that phase right now. And I also maintain as someone who has been single well into my 30s for a long time and just like dated some along the way, which Aaron Rodgers, you know, serial monogamous, serial dater, like you always, I always find myself taking little things from every relationship where I'm like, oh, I kind of like this thing. And at the beginning of relationships, you're very willing to try different things in the name of making a connection because you're still Mm -hmm. at that point where you're like, all right, I got to kind of present the best version of myself. I want to, you know, show that I'm willing to meet this person. And so Aaron Rodgers, you know, a lot was made of his new girlfriend and a lot of the influence there. So I think maybe he's just like, oh, I'm trying to like be a part of this. He's a guy that thinks he's very thoughtful and worldly. And so he just, we see him going through a lot of phases lately. And I'm like, oh, you know what? He's, he's, he's trying, he's, he's being, keeping an open mind to these things, even though Aaron Rodgers like made it really unfun to talk about him being a weird COVID truther last year. Like this would all be a lot more fun if Aaron Rodgers didn't reveal himself to be sort of a quack on this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because his aesthetic the aesthetic he's doing right now will mature into like one that is pretty nice. I'm just talking about the tattoo specifically, not the truth or stuff. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, in like eight years, he's going to have, you know, it's going to be good. But what do you, I'd break up. He's not married to uh, the teenage pregnancy actress anymore. No. Shailene Woodley. No. no. Him, him and Shailene broke up and now they, they're like, I don't know what like the proper term for it is, but essentially people thought that his new girlfriend was a witch. A Wiccan? A Wiccan? Maybe that's it? I don't so, know. That's just a line from a rom-com that I've watched a lot of. <laughs> He's just not that into you. She oh, gets yeah. seated at a... Um, Rachel... Um, friends Rachel gets seated at a table at her sister's wedding after she breaks up with Ben Affleck because Ben Affleck won't marry her. And mm-hmm. she's like, you got to marry me. And he's like, I just don't want to get married. So they break up. And then her sister at her wedding, which she's now going to single, seats her next to the single guy. And they're talking about like each other, like getting to know each other. And he's like, I'm a Wiccan. So it's a witch. Male witch. Oh, so it, <laughs> oh. she can't be a Wiccan. It's a male oh, witch. Oh, okay. A Wiccan is a male witch. Okay. Yeah. Does anyone know what Aaron Rodgers' rumored girlfriend's name is? I, I only because I just looked it up, so I want. I don't, really but like I really want to guess. Give me one hint, like a light hint. Mm, yeah. Here's a light hint. There are three words in her name. In her well, first that's name. Not... We have in any whole name. Yeah. I'm gonna say name. name. Do we have any dashes in it? No. We have. How about? It's one mm. of. Uh... Beyonce's and Mary Kate children. Yeah, one of Beyonce's children. Oh, is the first word. First word, yeah. Blue. Oh, is this you mm-hmm. sent the link blue? for the mm-hmm. blue? Blue. <clears throat> blue. 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 Blue.
Blue of Earth. Anne Marie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Blue of Earth. <laughs> Blue of Earth. Blue of Earth. She goes. So close. But only Blue spelled Earth. with a U, not an yeah. E. Yeah. Not not yeah, not a U E. That's too mainstream. Yeah. But oh what I put in the God. chat. This is so tacky. I put in the chat that <laughs> that is her tattoo. That looks a little oh. similar. Yeah, see, they got a couple's tattoo. And that's going to look bad in 10 years, too. <laughs> this fine also line gonna tattoo. Also going to look bad because they're definitely not going to be together. So no. So why? This was a very... This is Rad this is decision. like the Aaron Rodgers version of getting the get like them each getting their names tattooed on each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's she like they're, them getting their phil- philosophies tattooed on each other. He dates people who look the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got right. Definitely like they all kind of. Yeah. It's like they have one thing that they've altered. Yeah. Wow. She I just, has a podcast called Deja Blue. Credit that words is do. A strip club. Great name. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah I do. That's a good name. <laughs> that is that is definitely a strip club, though. You are. Have I ever told y'all about the strip club here in Louisville? No. no. Well, technically, it's New Albany. I've never told you guys about this. It is my favorite name of a strip club ever, and uh, I don't think if I gave you one million thousand guesses, you'd come up with it um, <laughs> or believe me. But it's called. The Rustic Frog. <laughs> That's it. not an antique store. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be a halfy, right? Like it does something else in there. It's like a Cracker During Barrel the where there's day. also a clothing store. I was going to say, yeah, it sounds like they... Rustic. Wow. That seems like you just put it in like a generator for just random yeah. words and like rustic and frog <laughs> bars in new hampshire yeah nope this oh is a, this is a strip club they've got a they've got a twitter page kentuckiana's oh. premier entertainment complex newly renovated Rex- mexican restaurant and the finest entertainers in the area for a hopping good time oh, oh. wow wow that's good. Marketing. Take yeah. notes, people. I want you all to see this logo because it literally says the words rustic frog, but has a naked woman on it. And you're like, these don't equal each other. <laughs> Why oh is the woman God. green? Why? I'm with this. Wait, wow. that's kind of rustic sad. frog. Do you need a social media man? <laughs> like this. this is like in every kid's fairy tale where the princess yeah. kisses a frog and he turns back into a prince. Like here, a prince kissed the frog and she turned into a glowing green stripper. <laughs> if you guys want me to get you rustic frog strip club merch, I will. I was about to say, I'm like, so I know you. <laughs> I mean, they yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Do they have a pocket? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm um, excited to get an actual rustic frog, like the actual image of what I'd imagine a rustic frog right. is like as my next <laughs> tattoo now that we've established that they're just about looking cool. Yeah. Just about looking cool. Don't have to be anything else, Aaron Rodgers. Actually, maybe <sighs> we, we should all time. get the real thing, like the real rustic frog logo with the woman in the back. As a tattoo? It's a good in story. The, yeah. Yeah. That is true. Okay. Do it for the stories. Yeah. Harry, what's wrong? Um, I went to <laughs> www.rusticfrog.com and the, the, the music plays when you log onto the website. And so my headphones just like exploded. With- <laughs> what music were they playing? Yeah, please describe the music. Um, it was, it, it, well, I was only on it for a split second, but it was, it it's kind of sounded like the beginning of an infomercial. It's not huh. as sexy as I wanted. Yeah, I it was, was yeah. yeah, not guessing that. 
I mean, I can look. I'll go back. I'll let's see if we can get more. I, I am always interested in like strip club music choice as an aesthetic. Like, yeah, because a lot of my friends who are strippers say that you don't get to pick the music. So, that's what I mean. What? And some, yeah, and so I said a lot too. Um, <laughs> I don't want to like. <laughs> I'm not cool. Yeah. The yeah. cool level's not that far. But I have also heard that from people who are not friends. It's just like, this is a known fact. And there's sometimes a thing where like, if you don't get along with the DJ or the person oh. playing music, they will on purpose sabotage you, which is something oh, that I just saw on wow. Twitter. Yeah. I'm trying so to think like of the- what the worst song to strip to would be now. Uh, <laughs> give me a genre. I'm thinking of the infomercial song. That can't be good. The I mean, I I did go to a strip club where someone had to strip to Breaking Benjamin, like very mm. like angsty alt hardcore rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a well, choice. The more you get to like scream, the angstier you get. I think actually good, you know, because at least there's like same emotion. Like, doesn't necessarily have to be sexy to be a stripper song, um, or a good stripper anthem. I'd say the slower you get. And the more like remorseful, like you're missing something, you know, then it's like <laughs> the sadder it is. That's the worse. sadder. Like like, worse, like yeah. John Mayer slow dancing in a burning room. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. that has to be the worst one. You're at a strip oh club at like God. 10 a.m. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> you're if eating I was a gonna sabotage steak. someone, I would do Billy Joel. Just <laughs> <laughs> like any Billy Joel. <laughs> I just yeah. saw I just saw Billy Joel in concert back in South Bend, and now all I'm doing is trying to catalog like which Billy Joel, but all of them, all of them Vienna. would be the Vienna's worst. the worst song to yeah. strip to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, face. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be thinking about stuff when you're watching a stripper. No, no you want nothing. Right. Yeah, yeah, completely nothing bad. going on. Yeah, just yeah. I assume. While Maybe where talking, the frog merges. While we're talking clubs, what when we were talking about live, I keep thinking of Club Live in Miami, and mm-hmm. that 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 there's this Saudi like how funny would it be if this Saudi company was just paying Tiger Woods for walkthroughs at Club Live? With the sparklers, yeah. I'm picturing him in full golf getup with a caddy walking yeah. through with sparklers. Right. <laughs> um, Man, I do that for 800 mil. Sure, yeah. 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 Man. Well, guys, we really talked That's about, fun. we had a roller coaster today. We yeah. did. It went from sad tears to laughing tears, which is. That was, yeah. It's a great, it's a great roller coaster. Yeah. But the order was if we're doing building an actual roller coaster. I don't know if you want to start on even ground, dip, dip further, <laughs> come up a little bit, dip further, and then all the way high. And yeah, at the end, a there's like backwards. A, yeah, it's a little <laughs> backwards, but. So next time you're saying we start with the rustic frog. Yeah, yeah. Next time we'll start with the. If they do have merch, I will get you guys rustic please, frog merch. Please, yeah. Please. That's a good. That's a limited edition. Shout out yeah. to the guys and gals tripping there. Um, all right. Well, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I just have to give a shout out to Severance. 
Um, mm. I just watched it and I'm kind of upset at Haley and Harry for not really telling me how great it was. I feel like you guys kind of hinted at it and it took one of my closest friends to be like, no, you have to watch this. I was like, okay, it was amazing. I haven't stopped thinking about it. That was one of the best season finales I have ever watched ever. I was yelling at the TV. I was at the edge of my seat. I was sweating. Oh. All of the things. It was great. I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't watched it. Jordan, I everyone's like watched it. Was, okay. <laughs> You're the last person. Everyone's watched awesome. it. Yeah. Amazing. And also, this misplaced anger at me and Harry, who were just trying to not be forceful. No, I. you guys were saying it was scary. And I am I can't watch anything scary, even though like we talked about before, I did watch the last season of Stranger Things. I've watched Stranger Things all the way through. But that last season was actually I was under a blanket. Like I was <laughs> watching it through a pillow, basically. Um, but this was not scary. It was um thought provoking and conversation inducing. It was wonderful. I had a great time. To, to defend Haley and I, I think, and to talk about the show, I think you're, you just fell into the same trap that, that Haley and I did when trying to recommend it, which makes the show so good, is you can't say too much about it. That's true. Mm -hmm. No, we were like, it's really good, but I'm not, I, and it's kind of about forgetting work and you come back in. But like, other yeah. than that, I was like, I don't want to tell you anything yes. about the show because that's. What's so fun it's about so it is about like, it. You're, okay. you, you know, so it's hard. It's hard to recommend. Well, Jordan, you also, I didn't want to be responsible for like, it sounds like your threshold is a little bit different <laughs> than mine in terms of, you know, things that, well, not, not scary. What would you call it? a thriller? Like thriller-esque. I just didn't want to be pushy for once in my life and <laughs> look at what happened. T like. Recommending content's hard. There's too it's much hard. of it. There's it's too hard. much of it. And I feel There's bad. so much. And you don't want to have set the bar too high mm -hmm. because that's where I always fall. I'm like, this is the best. I'm setting the bar high for Severance. Like, whatever. You have to watch <laughs> it. But sometimes you come in and you're like, okay, they tell me this is the best show on earth. And then you're watching it with those expectations and it's going to fall short. So that's the hard part with recommending. I understand. Okay. I apologize for putting my <laughs> anger towards you guys. You know what? You know what didn't fall short? Sierra dropping the Rustic Frog merch into the yeah. chat. <laughs> really These things are incredible. No. The football jerseys. Yeah, brother. Oh. I'm thinking they all the say mug. paying for college on the back. Yep. Well, except I, for one of them, which says I do my own stunts. Stripper Union 69, which before seeing the 69, I thought was real. And I was like, this is the pro union. I was like, okay, union. pro union. The proceeds go toward the union. Let me buy. You know, just me being like the most stereotypical. <laughs> but I think it's a joke because it says 69. So, yeah. I do my own stuff. I would love if Wait, it wasn't a joke and they actually got that on their union. It's like, all right, you know what? Good for them. Sex workers need unions. This would be a beautiful thing. But instead, it's been reduced to a joke. So, thanks again. Thanks a lot, Rustic Frog. But yeah, if anyone oh. wants one of these, I'll definitely pick it up. So just let me know. Oh, <laughs> there's some rock solid dad hats here too. God. <laughs> yeah. This is this is all good stuff. I'm no stranger to oh. the frog. Do we, we lose Harry? We lost Harry? I yes. didn't know that could happen because this is his Zoom.
So I was, I was telling them, I was listening to the podcast um, about uh, that part of the discussion you guys did about Jimmy Butler's hair. Uh And obviously, you know, as kind of a continuation, I enjoyed the hair podcast that Jordan did a while back uh, in the NBA and hearing it in reference, because I had questions about Jimmy Butler's hair and what had gone on there. So it was one super informative, but also reminded me of back at ESPN at one point, Dr. Pepper sent me a gift bag that had the little sweet costume of the guy from the commercials. And Mm -hmm. part of the costume was this Dr. Pepper purple wig. (laughs) And so I put the whole thing on to take a picture. And then I was like, wait a minute. I feel powerful as shit right now. <laughs> I started like putting in a little pony. There's video of me doing the hair flip. Which I don't even know how I remembered how to do it. It had been so long since I had hair, but I felt sassy as all hell. And I kept it on for the entire radio show that I did. And it was probably some of my best work because I was empowered by the look. I had those like fishnet gloves on too. It was a whole aesthetic <laughs> that I was just really proud of. Uh, yeah, wow. Uh, dude, hair I is love that for you. It's powerful. What when I was uh when I was in fifth grade, maybe sixth grade, there was a, a woman in our class, I won't say her name, but I had a big crush on her. Oh, and she you won't say your name from fifth grade. Oh, fine. Her, her name's R- R- <laughs> Renee. Her name's Renee. Her name. If you're out there, I miss you, Renee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, uh, hey, girly. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I, I had a big, I had a big crush on Renee, and she dyed a streak in her hair red, which was against the rules at the Jewish day school I went to, but it was, it was rebel. Yeah. yeah, Rebel. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And so the next year I was like, I'm dying my hair to impress Renee. And so I actually, I bleached my hair and then I got blue highlights in my hair. (laughs) Okay. So I like, yeah. So serious. I'm like sixth grade with like literally like blue streaks and I mean, it felt amazing. Like I felt, I felt like so cool. And uh, things didn't work out with Renee and I, but it, it, I did. <laughs> uh, it, it was uh, inspiring, you know. Yeah, that yeah. is cool. That is cool. That's a Hell great, yeah, man. Great oh, story. Do you have, Hair do you have is the best. Of that? Yeah, we need to yeah, share. I would love sure, I some pictures. <laughs> I love it. I love doing that as a middle schooler too, because there's. Well, I think maybe this is a little bit different for for girls than boys, but middle school is a deeply intense time, yeah. where mm-hmm. like that's where I started becoming self conscious and all of the kind of you know. So doing that. Extremely like hopeless like... romantic vibes. Yes. Like, oh, this yeah. girl I like dyed her hair. I'm gonna dye, I'm my, gonna dye hair. my hair. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a much cooler version than what Aaron Rodgers did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hence, God, Harry good. was in sixth grade. Uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Hair is powerful. Uh, hair is wonderful. Love that. That was a great story. Thank you for sharing that. Mike. Yeah, thank you. That's wonderful. Was was, was V inspired, so <laughs> nice. Cool. Okay. Thanks, friends. <laughs> <laughs>